We are rocking here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is the podcast where we talk about the shit that goes on in the bar, in the restaurant, with people who own the bar, own the restaurant, run the bar, run the food, do everything and see everything. Don't ever do something or say something that you don't want seen, especially in New York at the bar, because we're watching and talking about it here on Real Tales from the Bar Side. All right, welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is some exciting shit. We're doing something a little different that I'm going to call back every so often, where we're going to do some news items. We're going to start talking about what's going on globally in the bar. All kinds of crazy shit. I pulled up some weird, wacky, wild stuff. And from what I understand during my time in the entertainment business, it's give the people what they want. And what they want, according to reviews and feedback, is more Joe Black. So with me today, talking about these news items, is none other than the Pinot Noir to my Pinot Grigio. Mr. Mr. Joe Black. Yo. What up? (laughs) So let's talk some shit, man. Let's do it. Anything going on in your week? Anything we need to report? The usual, you know. Yeah? Whatever. Everything's the same shit anyway. Tired as hell? Tired. Bouncing hey, kids hey, on your knees? fucking nuts. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the beauty of, of fucking life right there. <laughs> of the world. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, we're running strong on four hours of fumes. Yeah. Four hours of sleep. What the hell was that? We're here at the Comic Strip Live NYC where apparently something has collapsed, but it's not going to stop our recording. (laughs) Big thanks to Comic Strip Live. Okay, so check this shit out. We've got so much craziness going on in the news. I actually pulled up some crazy bartender stories from NYC, and it's funny because I don't think many of them are that crazy to you and I. Yeah, it's just like normal bullshit. (laughs) It's a normal day kind of stuff. Go to work, see stupid shit, and then go home. So much of this business, too, is you just make shit work. I went into work, I think, Thursday, and I hit the Coke button on the gun. Water. No Coke. Go downstairs to change it. We have none. There's none on the back bar gun. There's, there we're just out. There's no manager. So I just pulled, I don't know, I'm like, here, kid, bus kid, take $40 and go buy Coke. Pass him a of Coke. He's like, how much? I said, I don't know, like. Forty dollars worth, right? Like, I don't know what forty dollars <laughs> worth of coke looks like. I don't run the damn restaurant. Well, in a different way. Anyway. I pour them. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude comes back, thankfully not with the other kind, but Coke Zero, <laughs> a Gristidi's shopping cart. I don't know if he stole or what happened, but this dude came back. He robbed some homeless man for his house. No joke, like fourteen two liters of coke. And, of course, like the Coke guy came a few hours later, so I just started giving it to the kitchen guys. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, man. This is Nobody tells me anything. We should have Coke. Now, <laughs> now we have abundance. So, yeah, nothing surprises us. You just go with the flow when you're working the bar. But uh, some crazy stories. I got one about this guy who, when he started bartending, <laughs> he was talking to this drunk guy who just had too much. He was a regular, apparently. One of those guys you tolerate. Yeah. Because you have to. Yeah, they're there. It's a guaranteed money. You that's, got, that's right. right. Like, it's like, money. No matter what. You may give me a dollar every time I see you, but I know I'm going to get that dollar from you. That dollar is coming. Every time I fucking see you, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but this guy, he's also new. So I'm reading this story, and I'm just like, okay, he's a new bartender, so he's tolerating maybe a little bit more. He doesn't have that comfort yet. 
Um, this dude's name's DeAndre Bennett. And I'm pulling this stuff from this uh, website called Men Repealer. I don't know what the hell. Man Repealer? Man Repeller? Manrepeller.com. Great stories, guys. A lesbian boy Change your, uh, <laughs> your website name because even though I'm reading from it, it's a terrible name. But this guy had been bartending for long and he heard some weird sounds, water running, he turns around, the guy's standing on the bar pissing on it. Now that hasn't happened to me. Bless you. Uh, high you. school friends who shall remain nameless due to you know, a lot of people from the hometown listening <laughs> to this. Michelle remain nameless. <laughs> it was one of my favorite stories. He, uh, he he got snuck in some girl's window in high school to fool around with her, and he was completely shit-faced. He peed and on he, her. He went to the bathroom. Now it, oh. It's better. You can imagine better than peeing on her. Imagine this. <laughs> While she's sleeping. She's like, okay, go to the bathroom, but be really quiet because my parents' room's right down the hall. Okay. So he's like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. Dude goes in, opens the door, takes his dick out and starts pissing. All of a sudden, the lights go on, and he hears, what the fuck? <laughs> he walked into the parents' master bedroom <laughs> and just started pissing in their closet on the floor. Oh, I got it all. And he's like, I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Why so, don't you knock? <laughs> oh, my God. So this isn't totally foreign to me, the whole pissing publicly <laughs> while places. drunk. But the funniest part to me was that they finally banned him. Bartender was like, you're banned. You can't come back. That's it. What do you think happened the next week at brunch? Come right back. Comes walking right <laughs> in. It. It's like, I do it. He says, hey, man, you can't be here. You're banned. And this dude's name's DeAndre Bennett. I'll throw him some credit because this is a funny story. Got to give the man credit when credit is due. <laughs> the guy says, don't worry, man. It's cool. I'm, uh, I'm not drinking any alcohol. They're like, no, that's not how bands work, man. <laughs> it's not like, oh, he's fine today. He won't urinate publicly <laughs> on our property indoors oh, because he's not drinking. It's like, no, nah, man, you've lost your card. So that's, um, I haven't had that. You had anybody great. pissing like out in the open? No, the but I feel like I want to piss on a bar <laughs> at least at some point in my life. You know, I want to like, be there when it happens, man. Definitely. I'm just going to stand up, pull it out, happy hour, fuck happy hour, brunch. Brunch and one of these bullshit ass neighbors like the other side just piss on everybody. Okay, I'm glad you said piss and eggs. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you went there with it because before that, I'm like, dude, I've I've witnessed you just stand there and pull it out during brunch. Just or, for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. always hanging. Man. Commonplace. But you know, you're gonna actually it. take it the next step. You're gonna go another level with it. Well, you see what happens with that. I got two kids, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Something was always hanging out. There goes down. that. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Twigs, berries, whatever it was, man. <laughs> Twigs, it was all. <laughs> so this other guy, this guy who is a journeyman, this guy's been doing it for a long time. I think we were in the twenties, two decades. Wait, hold on. Did he call himself a journeyman bartender? He didn't. He didn't. I oh, won't. About yeah, to I say, won't knock like, him. That's that's my. We have fucking titles for term of endearment. <laughs> He's a master at this point. Kudos He's, to you, he motherfucker. Surpassed journeyman. <laughs> this dude's name is Gates Otsuji. I fucking ruined that. Sorry, Gates, but that's that's what we do here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. We butcher names that don't sound Irish and familiar to us. Um, <laughs> so he was bartending at a place where a guy drunkenly stumbled in. And this is a, a fascinating story. On a lot of levels, he was shit-faced and said, I, I need a burger, I need a burger, I need a burger. He said, get this guy a burger right now. <laughs> Calls to the kitchen. They rush a burger in for him, comes out. Now, me, I had a girl come in and sit down. 
the other night. I just, I just need a burger. I said, all right, well, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Every and time build a drunk, time need machine. a burger. Build <laughs> a time machine and come back three hours ago when the kitchen was open. <laughs> Or just walk over to Midnight Express and get your ass a burger. Or just go the fuck home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Make your own fucking burger. <laughs> exactly. But this dude, he's cool, man. He's a service guy. He's placated. All right, fine. I'd have kicked him out. He's too drunk to eat. I don't want him around. Liability. But he has him come a burger. It has the kitchen bring a burger out. Burger rushes out. The guy's eating it. And the way Gates describes this shit, there's like tomatoes flying <laughs> and, you know, just mustard all over his face, Fantastic frying his devil. hair. The guy <laughs> literally went for it. He went in. And afterwards, at the very end, like it was dessert, he grabbed the ketchup bottle, unscrewed it, the plastic ketchup Heinz 57 varieties, right? <laughs> Plug it in back. for the Heinz 57 Plug varieties. Heinz, <laughs> man. My childhood ketchup. Squoze the bottle. Not squeezed, squoze. This man squoze <laughs> and chugged the entire fucking thing. And when he was finished, he put it down and went, ah. <laughs> like he had just had a nice, refreshing fucking sip of Sprite on a hot day. Oh now, God. that shit is fascinating to me. I haven't gone down that road. I haven't experienced that with the customer, thankfully. But the craziest shit about I all this... I think that would gross me out more than someone pissing on the bar. Well, this is I what I'm saying. I'd rather this see is, that. This is so fucking revolting. I, I, I'm gagging reading this. And this guy... <laughs> and this is service industry. I mean, we people like us, we don't belong in this business. When I read these articles, I'm like, now these people are service experts. You and yeah, I are like, man, yeah, you're fucking yeah. disgusting. Yeah, you're Get the hell out of here with your ketchup freaking ass. Yeah, like, and then after that, I want to hang out with you because right. this I'll, is extremely fucking... Also, when you're, when you're like the tier below ketchup yeah, chugging, Yeah, before the ketchup chugging that's and funny. after the pissing on the bar, let me just hang out with you for at least two hours. <laughs> Bill's 12. Bill's 12 bucks, right? I thought you said... $12. I thought the dude's name was Bill, and you're saying he's 12 years old. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's <laughs> a different story. We'll get to that. <laughs> what country is this? The bill is $10, $12. This dude takes out six 20s and hands them to the guy and just goes, thanks, I needed that. And as he's turning to walk, the guy now, I don't know how much I buy this, because me, it's New York, people got money. Yep. If you want to give it to me, well, shit, yeah. kind of what I'm here for. Pretty much. Is to I'll take it. do what you need me to do, talk to you and then collect the money that you give me for my game. now if i just witnessed you chug a bottle of ketchup well you know you're really paying me off this yeah. is some weird yeah. voyeurism yeah. shit i didn't necessarily I sign I just like for. pay you a 20 from your 20s <laughs> just because i watched you do that disgusting shit well this is what happened <laughs> not only did he pay him a 20 of his 20s he paid him five of his 20s and put them back in his pocket and said you know what why don't you just take this in case you need to get home some cab fare, and if you still think you want to give this to me tomorrow, you can come back. And the guy, obviously confused, just kind of furrowed his brow a little bit and stumbled out. And I'm like, you just gave that man $100 of his money that he gifted to you. Back. This wasn't like he dropped it. Yeah, you know, yeah, obviously gave it to you, you give him his money back or something. He gave it to you. What a dick. Right? Yeah, that I kind of think he's a like, dick, too. He, he I mean, definitely is me, a dick. I mean, part of me is like, <laughs> Gates, all right, good guy. But part of me is like, we get no. It. You can't be that good in the service industry. You know, take that fucking money. <laughs> That's it's the whole soft. point of it. That's what we're here to do, man. We're having some fun. And, and if you're doing some crazy shit, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a little crazy. But we got some uh, some funky <laughs> some funky stories, too. And then we get some sad shit going. I don't know. I'm all over the map here. But we got one, a guy, and this is in the U.K. 
How do I know? Well, because in the article, they talk about the parking lot being a car park. Okay, there you go. And the, the Brits, they keep it simple. It's yeah, a car yeah, park. Exactly. Car park. Park you know, your car. That makes more sense. But it's a, it's a definite, <laughs> you know where you are. It's like when what you the, the cars go on swings. When they... Jonathan Hinkel, also a giveaway. We're not in the States with Hank. Called the emergency <laughs> services and told them that his grandmother had a stroke in the Hooters car park. And he had to get there immediately. The 28-year-old was promptly picked up by worried officers, unarmed officers, because we're in the UK, no guns, who ended up looking for the woman for three hours. But when they eventually found her, they discovered she was absolutely fine and wasn't in need of help. (laughs) Turns out, right, our man Hank wanted a ride to Hooters. That's one way to do it. He had no money. (laughs) I just want to go and see some fucking Hooters. He's like, man, I need that orange booty short life (laughs) and and those wings, and I don't know how to get there. So maybe. I didn't even know they had Hooters in the UK. That's like an American thing. It's gone worldwide. That's like an epidemic now. Maybe I, I can just bring grandma in. Theoretically, and involve her and her. Put you in the chest so she has a fucking heart attack. And then, <laughs> and you know how pissed off cops get when you waste their time. Of course, like understandably, yeah. man. Like, like if you're calling the emergency services, especially somebody has a health issue, like I'd be worried. I'd be concerned for another fucking human being if I'm a cop, and I'm looking for three hours for this woman, <laughs> and I find out her scumbag piece of shit. Jonathan Hinkle calling you out by name. Yeah, the fucking corner jerking off to some fucking titties. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to Hooters? Kill yourself. Not really. I mean, we have yeah, respect. No, actually kill yourself because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Here at Real Tales on the bar side. But, uh, yeah, madness, man. Totally. Great. <laughs> we got some other... Um, Ketchup chugging. Uh, grandmother's dying with some titties. <laughs> it's it's nuts. It's nuts. And it's shit that we don't have to deal with. I mean, I don't... Well, we got a whole 911 segment. This is kind of the kickoff to some weird, wild 911 shit. Some sad stuff, too, man. I got a... Um, there was something that happened last year at the uh, the Barcelona Wine Bar. And this was down in Atlanta. So... Where your roots now, your your married roots are. <laughs> where, where I portray the movie Get Out when I go, when I go visit. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You got that whole Get Out thing going. It's the whole thing happening. They haven't tried you to uh, to get you to go to the sunken place yet when you go no, down not, there. No, not yet. No one ding any fucking teacups because I may just like switch on everybody. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Whoever actually saw the movie. I don't work for the <laughs> TS. I don't work for the TSA, man. But I would get down there and find you. <laughs> don't worry about it. Sounds good to me. I got you on. <laughs> Drag me back. Nobody's taking my Joe Black. <laughs> so this was a really sad story where uh, a bunch of people rushed uh, a manager while the bar was closing, a wine bar, and robbed them and killed the manager, shot and killed the manager. Wow. And they, they, they didn't have any suspects for a while. And a few months later, they apprehended some people. They got four suspects in custody. They're teenagers. And it's crazy to me because I remember being a teenager and being just completely out of my mind nothing can stop me in the world having the worst ideas superhuman absolutely you know and 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 again i I, in no way shape or form am i ever going to try and really examine the taking of another life in a way that 
oh, I could put myself in their shoes. I'm not mm. trying to do that. I'm just saying, I'm afraid of teenagers. Yeah, it's yeah, really course, all this to say. I remember what a fucking maniac I was. And now they're just getting worse. And they are. I feel Teenager like I feel worse. like by and large, it, it's it's just getting worse and worse. Um, the, the the swipe right, swipe left culture is just dehumanizing mm. more and more into a kind of uh, not nearly as much of a respect for human life as I feel like yeah. there was when we were growing up. And I'm sure our parents, there was even more of a shift to that. Yeah. But the technological revolution we've gone through so uh, so great in so many ways. It's really robbed some humanity from us, and and I think that makes the youth movement even more terrifying when they're unhinged. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, these kids weren't terribly educated, and they're down in the south. And it's just um, I, I know when I'm riding the subway, or I'm out late, mm-hmm. and I see some drunken ass thirty year old, some drunken ass goofy twenty five year olds. Not really concerned. Yeah. When it's I see teenagers, teenagers yeah. yeah, they're like a fucking swarm. It really, it, yeah. it's nuts, man. And it doesn't yeah. matter what size, color, yeah. religion, like it doesn't fucking matter any of that shit. The fact that they're teenagers and they're acting up and you can hear it and you feel the energy, yeah. something's going to go wrong. Something's up. Yeah. And it's it's scary. This was a really, really uh, a tough story to read. The There was a witness named Connie Shapiro who saw the whole thing. And it was dark, so it took a lot of time for them to identify uh, suspects and get them. But, yeah, they they arrested four people on that. And it's just nuts, man. Have you been involved in any bar shootings? No. Yeah, I've seen. Shit happened, but it's like, you But know, not in the bar? Not, not in the bar. But that's also, like, the, the huge downside of working in a bar or just the service industry late at night. Especially if it's like you and let's say one other person, if there's no balance or whatever there, it's just you with a bunch of money, and then someone, anybody can do anything. Especially it's like that last person, that yeah. you sort of saying like, oh well, he seems alright. That may just be the per- the fucking person that when you turn around the count like whatever you're doing, you just may be like, you know what, give me all the fucking money in the goddamn register, and then what are you gonna do? Like, what I are mean, you? I mean, me, I'd be like, yeah, take that shit. I don't give a fuck. It's not mine. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like you don't know what they're. Like what they're capable of doing, yeah, or, or anything, or if they're drunk or fucked up, or if they're just like, yeah, I know this guy's gonna be here late at night, by himself. That's it. No one else is around. I'm just gonna take it, and I can get away with it. You know what I mean, that's like, that's a huge danger aspect, especially in like New York. Well, a lot of places, but New York, especially because it's 4 a.m. is most bars close at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, a lot of shit. I mean, bad things happen after fucking like 11 p.m. But 4 a.m. and you're counting cash or all this other shit late at night. And also, you walk with cash because you're a bartender, so obviously sure. your job is to take cash tips. Anybody can just like always see you walk out and go to a fucking train station or yeah. some shit and just follow you and be like, oh, well, he looked like he did good tonight. Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. And, just, and, and it's it's nice that the Tudor Tavern isn't crazy volume, and it's not in a place where I think it would be targeted necessarily. Even for this neighborhood, I feel like there are other places that are yeah, just... Yeah, of course. Because you look for places that are jammed. Yep. And we have a really good And also, following. like, cash-heavy. Yeah, like and Places exactly. like that it's is, like, credit card-heavy. So it's, like, it's not so. really much cash that's going to be in your pocket, but yeah. these little pubs and shit, it's mostly cash-heavy because people are just like, oh, yeah, oh, $5, dude, boom, you get 5 bucks. Yeah. So that's also... And it, it makes me think, too, because I, I've got a little bit of a hero complex, and there's there's yep. just this, this pride that goes along with that. 
that makes me worry sometimes and think like, all right, if, if this happened, if something went down and there was just one one person, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to give him the money. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to... And if there's two, I still might not if I but think... You're going to think can... about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I... one of the things that kind of really comes to mind for me, too, when thinking about things like this is when you put yourself in that position. I know personally I have kind of a hero complex, and there's some pride that just goes along with that, a lot of ego, mm. where it's gotten better the older I've gotten. And the more I've just kind of settled into who I am, and I'm yeah. not really out to prove so much necessarily. But if one person came in, I don't know that I'd give them the money. Yeah. And if two people came in, I'm still not sure I'd give them the money. Three or more, I'm turning it over. Yeah. I'm gonna feel like a fucking pussy. Like there's still something yeah, in yeah. me that's well, just of course, gonna like. Yeah, of course, because that's the that's the pride, the man pride, basically. Yeah, yeah. The, the the violation yeah. behind all exactly. that shit. And uh, and that's what would make me knowing what that's about, mm-hmm. and that's what would keep me from necessarily giving it to one guy. Yeah, like no, come take it. Yeah, pretty much. But then somebody gets hurt. But then again, you look at this situation. This poor woman shot and killed. Yeah, she gave him the money. And, and there's no guarantees anyway. with this shit. Yeah. So it's it's really a an, a, a, a sad case. And I'm I'm there late, like you said. Mm-hmm. The hours are late. I'm there alone. And you know how it is, like, you know, I mean, like you just said, you with the, uh, like, having like, that slight hero complex, I imagine you were able to just take the guy out or whatever, and then finally he's gone, but then obviously you know how people are nowadays, then maybe two weeks later he'll just come back with, like, yeah. whatever, or just anything, maybe, like, just randomly stalk you while you're walking out and just, mm-hmm. well, you know, God forbid, like, what happened to this woman? Yeah. Just, you know, say, like, well, fuck this dude because he beat me up. Yeah. And stopped me, so now I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to shoot him just so because. So what do you do? You right. Know? So it's like. It's just once a situation has gone that awry, things change. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand that. That's kind of really a PTSD moment where all of a sudden you're living your life differently. Mm-hmm. If if you survive it, which unfortunately, like we're talking about, this this poor woman didn't. But you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah. You're bartending. Uh, like everything changes for the mm-hmm. business, for you, in every aspect of life. Yeah. It's scary, scary shit. And that's something that I think is um, is tough to really wrap your head around, unless you've been through something. I got robbed in Aruba. Mm-hmm. All right. I had some. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not throwing them under. The, I can't tell this whole story because it's too incriminating for a dear friend. But suffice it to say, some. Dumb shit went down entirely out of my control, and it resulted in somebody climbing in my window of a second-story all-inclusive resort, thinking I wasn't in the room while I was wow. taking a shit, <laughs> right? And I heard something, and I was just crashing at a buddy's room for the night because I had an early flight, and all my other friends had gone home in the room I was staying in. So my bag, my sole bag, I'm a big don't-check-luggage-everything-to-carry-on yeah. kind of mentality guy, mm. was packed and ready to go. And I heard something bang around, and I came out, you know, after taking care of my business. And I'm like, what was that? That was weird. What was that sound? My bag was gone. This motherfucker's everything was still there, strewn about the room. But they realized I was taking a shit in the bathroom, and they just grabbed the first thing they could, which was my fully packed bag, my passport with everything, and bolted. And they found the backpack empty. They emptied the pack and then just thrown it on the beach so I got the backpack I still have that 
<laughs> at least you have that. But the violation <laughs> behind it, man, like, yeah, of course, of course, that alone, and we're talking apples and machine guns here mm-hmm. with this this loss of life versus my petty theft, and yeah, it yeah. still really affected me to no, this day on how I kind of look at things and how I, I view where I keep my belongings, especially when I travel and shit like that. So. Mm-hmm. Craziness, crazy stuff. We got more 911 calls to hit up and more news items to examine with Joe Black after these words. <laughs> We have to show some love, even though we have already, more and more for the Comic Strip Live, 1568 2nd Avenue. This place is historic, no joke, it's one of New York's gems. I don't know why the hell you're going to see comedy in Midtown and Times Square. Run for your lives and get to a place with even more history and a lot less traffic. Come to the Upper East Side. It might not be too busy up here, but the Comic Strip always sells out, so call in advance. Jerry Seinfeld started here, guys. Do I need to say anything else? Probably not, but I will. He also finished here. He's not done, but recently he did his Netflix special right behind where I'm sitting. Come laugh, come cry, come enjoy the Comic Strip Live. We are back, and we're coming in hot out of the gate from this break, all right? I know we ended on a downer, but we like to keep it real on Real Tales from the Bar Side. Life's not always happy. Yeah, exactly. We'll flash it now, but we'll get you rock again. Woo-wee! We'll pick it up. I love it. Now check this out. This was Christmas time, and this has nothing to do with a bar, <laughs> but it's a nine one one call. Okay, and I feel like cops take so much heat, and a lot of the heat they take, shit, they deserve. You fuck up in any line of work, you know, and and that's a high stakes job, but. That doesn't mean that they're fucking up most of the time. Cops do good work. Cops do mm-hmm. good things. We are mm-hmm. pro law enforcement here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. We're just mm-hmm. anti bad cop, <laughs> bad decision making. We're anti stupidity. Exactly. <laughs> so this I thought was an amazing call and a win <laughs> for the police. The title of this article, this news item, was Five Year Old Calls 911 to Report. That Grinch plans to steal Christmas. Oh, I heard this story. It's <laughs> fucking greatest. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Tylon Pittman, five-year-old dude. And uh, where was he? He was in Mississippi. Was watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas when he suddenly became afraid. when the cop dressed up at the Grinch and uh, like, yes! Christmas presents? So this is all crazy. He got real scared. And he grabbed the house phone, called 911, and said, I just want to tell you something. Watch for that little Grinch. Because... The Grinch is going to steal Christmas, okay? (laughs) This is what he said. It's all recorded. It's hilarious. And the dispatcher asked if he he was home alone. He wasn't. Parents came to the the phone and and just apologized so much. The 911 operator said, obviously, he called because he's very concerned the the Grinch plans (laughs) to steal Christmas. And uh, the next day, there was a knock at the door, and it was some uniformed officers. And they... uh, they, they checked in just to see what was going on, and then they invited them to the station where they had somebody dress up, one of the cops dress up as the Grinch, and they had the police perp walk him <laughs> and lock him up, and I think they had the little boy lock him up in the cell, and he felt bad, so he, he asked the police to let him go. Like, I think he's learned his lesson kind of thing. <laughs> and it was just so cool. 
If you're listen, if you're working law enforcement and you don't necessarily have a ton of shit going on, and there's a lot of hanging at the station, and something like this happens, I think that community outreach kind of shit is just so important. Definitely. So Definitely. cool. Especially when it comes to children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you'll have all kinds of bullshit haters being like, oh, so that's how we're allocating our tax money. Fuck you. Yeah, Let me be the first to yeah. say, fuck you. We already pay enough, motherfucker. You can do something. Do something <laughs> kind <laughs> if fuck. you have the time. Exactly. You know, if you're at a precinct somewhere in New York City that's constantly on the move, you don't have time for this shit. Fine. Yeah, you don't necessarily need people or have time or ability or funds to do that. But if you're in Mississippi and assuming the crime rate's low where you're at, and you're hanging out, nothing's going on, by all means, do something kind. And this was a really cool move. I really dug that story. I thought that was cute. Uh, this is some other crazy shit on the other side of things. By the way, that was Matt last Christmas. It wasn't a five-year-old fucking boy. It was actually Matt that did this. <laughs> I became very afraid. I became very afraid. Very, very fucking afraid. I went down to Mississippi, and I watched the Grinch who stole Christmas. Terrifying experience. Sat in the corner, cowering. <laughs> I can just picture the Get Out opening theme music oh and me watching what, the Grinch, yeah, yeah. getting teary eyed. <laughs> oh man, I got I can't watch that movie anymore. It's freaking me out. So this was a, uh, eh, it's not a good one, but it's another cop. Where the pendulum has swung. We're on the other side of things, and this was a, a an incident, I believe, in Michigan. Yeah, where a former police officer. Oh, man. Showed up after being kicked out of a bar, pulled out a gun, and murdered the man he was fighting with. This is a fear I constantly have. It took a huge downward uh, spiral right there. Yeah, I know. I know. We wrote Little it on the other end. boy has fun for Christmas, so this guy murdered everybody. <laughs> Killed <laughs> everybody. Fired from his job. But, you know, all right, so this guy and this dude, apparently, that was murdered was a local drummer playing for the house band at this bar. And, and they got into it, and by all accounts, the bartenders said that this, uh, this guy was in the wrong. The, the cop, the former, former policeman, was definitely in the wrong, which is why he got kicked out. Assume. Yeah, you know, it's why he got anybody. bounced. <laughs> and then he came back, and it was just, it's like, fuck me, man. I, I fight with enough people, and people get that look in their eye enough. When, and I'm hot when I'm telling people to leave. I'm not that guy that's like, sir, I, I just, I believe you've had enough. If you've pushed me that far... I'm it's fucking like, okay, You get the fuck out. Get oh, the yeah, fuck out. Right, exactly. Shirt gets ripped open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buttons everywhere. Superman curl comes down from the air. It's, it's all over after that. And, and I worry about this shit sometimes, man. There's a, There's been a couple instances specifically that, uh, that have spooked me. Like, damn, I hope they don't come back. But it's just really fucking sad. And, and it's kind of a throwback to the arrest story. I think last time you were on here we talked about that the, the yeah. former former policeman that got me arrested yeah. because he said I assaulted yeah. him yeah. and we tussled, but it was yeah. on him. He was the one that attacked me. Yeah, like you got beaten up by a fucking rearview mirror, you loser. Like yeah, you got thrown yeah. down, <laughs> and, and that's. But when they frisked him or when they booked him, he was carrying. Mm -hmm. He had a gun on. See, him. there you go. And he did say, I, I forgot to mention this man because I've kind of blocked it out. I don't want to think about this shit. But he's like, he's lucky I didn't shoot him. I got my piece. Like direct quote. And yes, I am. <laughs> I, I'm very lucky you didn't shoot me. Like, let's get that on the record. Okay. You too lose a fucking ex-cop that is completely abusing your power and privilege. Also very lucky you didn't shoot me. Like, yeah. we've all won in this situation. Yeah. Smart move. But the fact that people are armed 
and they're walking around drunk. Yeah. It, it's fucking terrifying, man. It's scary shit, and it's definitely on your toes. They're legally walking around with their their weapon on them. Uh, absolutely. Just, like, randomly carrying it like some asshole in the street. Like, you legally are allowed to do this. So if you're drinking, I mean, I guess especially if you're ex-law enforcement, if you're drinking at all, are you allowed to carry? Is there anything I, I legally? You should not. I mean, I'm fucking to. yeah. Logically, I'm I would sure think there is legally that you shouldn't, but obviously. But is there anyway? Like, I would like Maybe to think there be. is, but I don't know. Especially in New York, where you're not driving, public intoxication. Like, it, this seems like it could be a really muddled gray area. I'd like to get more information on. I'll try and do some research and report back at a later date on this because it's. <laughs> Scary shit from a legal standpoint and from a moral standpoint. <laughs> Every fucking standpoint. And from a live standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Let's let's steer away. Well, no. Not yet. There's one more. One more really fucking depressing, sad, awful story. And then we're going to pivot. There go. there and then go. we're going to pivot. So this guy didn't kill anybody in the bar. But he killed people and then went to the bar and confessed and started crying to the bartender at an Applebee's. Now... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, it's you know, fucked I mean, up. come on. This is where we're gonna pivot. Go this is kill the comedy. Everybody, and I'm gonna have my final drink. It's not gonna be no fucking Applebee's. Apple I'm going to like a shit bar and just pounding shit liquor <laughs> and cry while I'm doing it. Like fucking Applebee's. What do you have? Like the fucking three for five lunch or whatever the fuck they have. <laughs> <laughs> I just murdered people. They didn't get like the two for twenty fucking uh, dinner dinner special. Oh my God! Why Applebee's? Of all the places, oh. Applebee's. I mean, maybe Fridays, but you know. Oh man, I can't. I can't. Applebee's is the low <laughs> man on the totem pole with all the chains, but none of them are good. And yeah, this is just. Let me go to Applebee's. Yeah, and and doing research and, and news items and trying to figure out what's going on out there. There's a lot of this shit. There's a lot of somebody told me he killed a man. I, I don't know. I think Danielle was in here. We talked about that. She actually said she had an experience like that, too. One of the other bartenders that was a guest earlier on. And it's fascinating because people confide in us. Yeah. Like, I get some exactly. really wild kind of, why the fuck are you telling answer. me this? You yeah, right. And you just, like, can stand and be like, yep, all right, yep, all right. And then that's it. They will tell you their whole fucking life story from birth to whatever the hell period of time they're in. For no reason whatsoever, because I'm giving you liquor. Right. You idiot. I don't like you. I just want your money. Like, I'm not like, we're not friends, motherfucker. Like, I don't want to hear your fucking story about you getting booty raped or whatever the fuck happened to you when you were a kid. No. You know well, saying? that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a lot to hold for somebody. Yeah, you know. Like, that's a lot. I, I don't know that we're making enough money to, to really hold space for people you, that want to talk much, about sexual much. assaults and murders and things that have happened but to them. But on the other side of it, I think a bartender might be cheaper than actually of course going to it is. therapist. But my point is, we're getting <laughs> fucked. I mean, you don't need insurance. We're the ones getting screwed. <laughs> yeah, I get exactly. a carry. What the fuck Go do you think we're doing this pod- podcast for? <laughs> exactly. No, they come to us. They find exactly. us and they do it. And that's a big part of the reason that this podcast exists. Because yeah. it's and just you got like, people like us who's literally making fun of them and their shit life in their face, but they think we're being their friends. It's like, no, I actually hate you. And I'm, I'm making fun of you while I'm smiling. <laughs> Because that way you don't know I'm making fun of you, so I can get you a fucking tip. But <laughs> that's your move. About you when you leave. That's your move. Oh, yeah, that's my and move. that's why you and I worked so well together, because you would do that shit. And I think time. the funniest, one of the funniest quotes ever was when I finally looked at the two of us bartending. And I said, dude, you know what's crazy? Because you had built this reputation for yourself at Uptown where you were fucking psycho. Yeah. But <laughs> I said, the craziest thing is, when Joe and I are bartending, he's the diplomatic one. 
That's how fucking crazy I am. And the, <laughs> and the worst part of it is when I'm doing it, like you'll listen and then mutter under your belly, fucking bozo ass, <laughs> motherfucker. Ass, I motherfucker. fucking hate your guts. <laughs> and, 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 and then I, Matt just takes off, shoots up over the bar. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll actually be like, dude, nobody wants to hear your bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Like if it reaches a point, like there's, there's, I have way too much empathy that if somebody's actually sharing some shit, like I'll get involved. Yeah. And, but if you're being a dick... Like, you do. You're kind of like, you're after the dollar in a way that you're subtle about it and smooth, where I can't do that. Like, I'm a, I'm a smiley face. Like, want, no, it's okay. That I'll pay you. I'll mom while I'm smiling at you, yeah. like, the entire and, and time. And me, I'm just like, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you money to get the fuck out. Like, I don't want to <laughs> deal with your shit anymore. I'm done. five dollars. Get the fuck out <laughs> of my face, please. Yeah. <laughs> I had a group of teachers, and teachers are animals. Teachers listening to this, check yourself. What? <laughs> Before you In charge <laughs> of the youth of America... And you're crushing happy hour like it's the last fucking day on earth. Like, I get it. It's a tough post. I don't envy it. But holy fucking hell. I went into work a couple weeks ago on a Friday. And I'm working with JY Jelly. Hmm. My man, we'll get in the studio. Good dude. Florida, Florida, Florida via Arkansas meets Manhattan. Tame, cool cat. And he's just composed. He is the picture of composure. And I walk in. I got my Bose Q35 noise cancelers on, right? I open that door. I can already hear these motherfuckers screaming <laughs> through my noise cancelers. I get to the, it's five o'clock. All right. I walk in the door. The whole service bar area is filled with these nitwits. They're just bumping into each other like lemmings going off a cliff. And there's, there's more than enough room in the entire place because there's only about 15 people in the entire freaking bar, restaurant, whatever. And they're all horrified because it's 5 p.m. And they're just sitting there reading a book, having a beer, maybe a... A case of beer. Yeah, let me have a cocktail. A little snack. I read fucking Agatha Christie at fucking <laughs> 5 p.m. in a fucking bar. You know? You're going right to Sylvia Plath, man. Yeah. Shit. There we go. Joe. All that, all that good shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, please send your Zoloft and Prozac prescriptions yeah, for please. Joe Black to 1576 Third Avenue. in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> so these fools, I just walk in and I'm like, no. No, I look at John and I just kind of like do the whole finger swooping <laughs> around. And I'm like, swirl. no. <laughs> And I walk downstairs, I change, I come up, and they're screaming and yelling and freaking out. I'm like, guys, you can't do this anymore. If you can't tone it down, <coughs> good bless you. Bless you, sir. Big shout out sneeze from producer Corton. <laughs> shout out sneeze. <laughs> if, if you guys can't get your shit together, you got to go somewhere else. And then they got into an argument with me. Um, this is a bar. I was like, no, it's a restaurant. And we're about to have children and families come in to use the ski ball machine directly behind you. And the Pac-Man fucking machine. And eat, yeah, some of you our idiot. delicious dinner specials, you fucking knucklehead. Yeah, I'm sure you teach some of these kids, you bozo. Right, exactly. You, you, you fucking work in the school two blocks away, but yeah, you want to drink in, in the same neighborhood. Instead of, instead of understanding that, it was immediate defensive. No, based on capacity and the amount of bar space you have here, this is a bar. Is this enough of an entitled um, white woman who's pretty fucking drunk at 5 p.m. voice? Did, 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 I, did I nail it? Okay, yeah. You definitely did. No, it's a bar. And I just leaned in and said, not going to argue with you about the place I work and what it technically is. It's just not going to happen. And I walked away. And she's furious. She's all pissed off. Some guy, like, the only person I had a problem with was the lone white chick. <laughs> but now I'm a racist. Well, of course. Everybody else, <clears throat> who's, you know, by and large, not white. 
Oh, yo, he's kicking his because he's racist. We're not even drunk. Yeah, you're screaming at 5 p.m. at the bartender who just told the white girl that who, they're the being too loud also white. is a racist. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Extremely racist. Please leave. I really realize that. So it's, it's a situation. By the way, I'm black, so he is not racist. <laughs> we are actually sitting in the same room together right now at this moment in time. And we're staring, that out there. staring at each other <laughs> with staring at each other love <laughs> and just passion. <laughs> There's not a, hate, a morsel of hate in this room. <laughs> but it's one of those situations where you're just kind of like, you guys got to get it together, man. Get it together and figure it out and know where you're at. So how the fuck did we get to teachers? You spun me off on a tangent, Joe. Something happens. Some crazy <laughs> Something shit. Happens. Let's do another fucking news item before I get lost in some goddamn story again. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Well, what what else have we got? Something fun? Anything good? Uh, people killed. Uh, dead. Uh, <laughs> Someone uh, died. Uh, I got killed. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. <laughs> some fucking idiot. Oh, this is my favorite. We got some good shit to go. All right. Some girl, a dancer in a nightclub in Miami, had the club shut down permanently after she chose to ride a white horse onto the dance floor. Woman rode on horseback indoors onto a dance floor. Sounds about right. And to the surprise, to the surprise of no one <laughs> at all, the horse panicked and threw her off. Now, animal activists are losing their shit, rightly so. You brought a giant beast of... It's like if you brought a Bengal tiger into a fucking pub and something went wrong. I mean, at like, least, if you're going to bring that damn horse into the club, at least put on a show. Like, you know, like, like blow <laughs> well, You got to keep going. You got to keep him, going. Give the horse something. You got to keep going you south for I mean? that. Like, I mean... Florida's not far enough south. That's true. Also. You got to keep going. <laughs> but we're in Miami. Place is supposed to have a little class. And you're coming in on horseback. I just wish it was a guy. I wish it was some dick that oh, thought he was like better. a knight in shining armor <laughs> on, on a white horse. Wearing fucking buttless chaps. Oh, it would have been even fuck. funnier. <laughs> just some dude thinking, look at me, look at me. He gets thrown off and the horse starts bucking. <laughs> but come on, guys. What the fuck? What do you think is going to happen when you bring... And this is Miami, man. I'm sure it's not cheap to run a yeah, nightclub there. The horses like that in Miami. That's another just, like, thing. Randomly found one to ride yeah. to a fucking bar. Although we did have that experience on the beach oh, in Massachusetts, God. that was the greatest ever in life that I've ever seen. <laughs> no way he got that ever. horse. Oh, this dude riding bareback out the motherfucking ocean on a fucking horse. He did. He came submerged. Flag, on. He was submerged with the horse. They they both went down he together. That was my fucking idol. It was like a damn Old Spice commercial in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it really was. It was fucking great. I it love was that dude, man. Perfect, man. That was something special. I don't know where these people I, I just, find their horses. I just thought, right when I thought, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm the only black dude here. Here comes this motherfucker <laughs> out the damn ocean on a horse. I'm like, all right, he got it. The like, bay it, side of Duxbury command, Beach right? by Powder Point Bridge. A fucking Jamaican man with dreads and no shirt <laughs> drinking a Bud Light on drinking a horseback. A Bud Light that was still what? full. Ali came out of the ocean. I think we might have, we might have referenced this shit even on our first podcast. It deserves yeah. another mention. It's and so that fucking spectacular. Gets all the credit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> just just because. This was an, this was an interesting one. A New Orleans restaurant charged customers based on race as part of a social experiment. So folks who weren't white in a, this pop-up style restaurant were asked to pay $12 for a meal, while the white people were charged 30 
And it's like, whoa, huh? Interesting. Yeah, and and uh, it's kind of you know these headlines grab you and you got to read more. Were there arguments about the twelve dollars though? That's what I want to know. Well, the, the, I would still argue. The twelve dollars, <laughs> 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 fucking pop up. First truck. of all, motherfucker, <laughs> I need a plate. Just throw it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, how much for the plate? <laughs> yeah. what, two. All right, yeah, I'm going to give you $8. <laughs> I'm in living color. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I a song it. about it like the head here go. Oh, man, if you get that reference, you're old. Pretty All right. <laughs> so this was interesting, too, because it was part of a social experiment to show the uh, income disparity down in New Orleans. And it was met yeah, that's with one way to do it i guess it's it's a way i mean it starts a conversation but i guess yeah yeah i give them credit it's kind of cool just to do it it's not like they're like oh this is our business model for the next fucking 10 years <laughs> i think they did it for a week right yeah. they did it for like a week well, or we two hope so. yeah. <laughs> they also took the uh, the extra 18 dollars the white people were paying per plate and offered it to the black customers Oh man, where's this restaurant? Cause <laughs> <laughs> I already knew where you were gonna stand. I'm like an extra eighteen bucks. Yeah, that's even better. They said, "So wait a minute, you're telling me you're paying so me, let me get six dollars to eat, and you're gonna pay me <laughs> <laughs> and feed me." Um, yeah, it's crazy. The median income in New Orleans for African American households is just over twenty five thousand, and it's just over sixty four thousand for white households. Yeah. And that's that's the big reason behind this stuff. It was an attempt to redistribute wealth to give the $18 from the white patrons to the black customers, to the black patrons. I don't know why the fuck they have. See, now that's fucked up. All right. Now I get it. You're trying not to use the same words in a report, but why are the blacks customers and the whites patrons? Fuck that shit. This is what the problem is. We're both customers. We're both patrons, right? Yeah. Yeah. The black patrons, the white customers. Don't give us the fancy fucking name. <laughs> Motherfucking college words, patron. What <laughs> <laughs> is wrong with you? Goofy shit. So, all right, seventy-six percent of the black diners refused to take the eighteen dollars they were offered, and there were uh, customers that were also tried. Black customers that tried to pay the full thirty. Now, clearly, you fall in the twenty-four percent. Clearly, Joe Black. <laughs> yeah, good. You're as furious. That. I could see it in the your eyes with that. That 76% as I was with fucking our boy who gave the crisp $20 bills back to the ketchup-chugging champion of New York City. That's kind of funky, man. That was a different different take I dug. And we're going back to Christmas. We're going to end this on a high note because this was fun. We got a dude, a Pole. He's not an inanimate object. He's a Polish man. A Pole named Mariusz. Mariusz. I don't know if that's pronounced right, but we're going with it because I like the way it sounds. Mariutz went to a bar in England and lost his wage packet. Now, they refer to this the whole fucking time. He left his wage packet as a wage packet. Now, for me, that Is means like, I, I, mean, guess, that I, I guess, but I'm not entirely sure just because I feel like, to me, it sounds like seven grand in cash in an envelope, right? It doesn't yeah, sound like I a mean, paycheck. A wage yeah, packet a wage sounds packet. like... Your, your fucking bonus. I don't know. It sounds like... <laughs> and it, and by all accounts, they're making this shit a big deal. You get your fucking 401k early or some fucking stupid shit. It, whatever it was, the man lost it. And he lost it near Wimbledon, which if I know anything about England, and I really don't, <laughs> that's a pretty affluent area, right? I'm going to assume. Maybe. Isn't, isn't tennis from there or some shit? Yeah. yeah. I'm getting the thumbs up from Team Harry. 
So we got, <laughs> it's an affluent area. He knows it's his. Tennis aficionado. So, so Mariut's wage packet on the bar, his name's on it. And the fucking, look at this. It's just a manila envelope and it just says Mariut. This <laughs> is some shady shit. There's no last name. It's fucking crazy time. It's just a manila envelope. That shit looks like the dude got paid to sell his kidney or some shit. It really, yeah, it's it. just kind of like, <laughs> like, he doesn't know. Let's He's get trying it. to drink away the pain and he just lost his money. Something tells me this is not his real name. But he left this big-ass pile of funny money inside this manila envelope at the bar. And they started a campaign in the bar trying to find Mariutz. Who is Mariutz? Does anybody know? It sounds like a Polish name. He looked like a Polish guy on the camera. So if you can translate this in Polish and retweet it, let's find Mariutz. They were, dude, it went like fucking crazy. 25 million people viral. And they found this dude. They found Mariutz. The long-running saga of Mariutz's money. And the dude didn't tell his wife. Obviously. Uh, didn't want obviously. It. He was obviously. just beside himself, the poor guy. <laughs> and uh, we'll throw this picture up because it's a winner on our, our social media page at Tales Barside on Instagram. And it's just Mariutz looks like a hardworking cat with a, a bit of a crew cut, nice smile for himself, and he's reunited with his money there through the go. power there of social media. Do you see that, haters? Social media now, can see, be used for if good. If it was me, that picture would have been completely reversed. I would have been smiling because he would have not gotten back his fucking money. <laughs> I'll look for you for about two hours. <laughs> and that's it. I'm going to go pay my fucking bills. It would <laughs> you, just be a picture of you holding up all his money, money. Yeah, five yeah, yeah. minutes later, smiling. Ha, ha, stupid. Yeah, I got your money. You know, get the fuck. <laughs> but there are good people in this world, Joe. There are. There are good people in this world. And that's tough, man. I found big-ass wallets fat with cash, all kinds of shit. And it's just like, you think about it. Yeah. You don't do it, but you think about it, and it's like, yeah, shit, you gotta think about oof. It. Yeah. Wow, I could use that money. Of course. Uh, the, the cash. Uh, keep your credit just, cards. I'll take your cash, though. You got to learn a lesson. Yeah. Hold on to your shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Joe Black, <laughs> teaching the world one petty larceny <laughs> yeah, at a time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hope you learn now, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so there's either something drastically wrong with this microphone or Court really likes the way my jeans fit because he's giving me that eye. What's going on, baby? <laughs> While what looking up and down what slowly. I think we're good. Oh, thumbs up. We are. Okay, it's off and nothing. He just likes the jeans. So Mariut's, uh, he's happy. He got his money. His son yeah, found I'm, it. If anybody's, I'm happy. I'm happy for anybody's him. curious on how I this transpired. I still wouldn't look past like that day. Like, listen, you asked out, bro. Mariut's his offspring. Someday, your boy, X, could find your wage packet online, Joe. Yeah. I'm sure if he found just my wage in my drawer, I'm sure he would take it. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> You're screwed, man. He's going to be gone to whatever fucking girl he's tricking on. <laughs> We're going to have to change this. Within five years, it's going to be okay. real tales from the parent side. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to oh, have God. you on talking yeah, horror stories with literally, your kids. It's literally just going to be me constantly, well, cursing more than I am now, <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, now they're older. They're still assholes. <laughs> oh, man. I love them. They're the greatest, greatest gifts in the world. They are. Damn, I fucking give a lot of fucking credit to my mom and everybody's parents out there. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so freaking tiring. Absolutely. And now, what what what's your uh, Instagram handle? Um, no, no. Is it at no, Joe Black O three oh, or something. Joe shit? Black O three. Yeah. It's just Joe Black O no underscore no craziness. I think it's like Joe Black underscore O three. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. We're totally ill prepared for this, I, but I, let's yeah, plug I it, man. Was literally signed in for like six years. I just never signed out. Yeah, no, it's just Joe Black O three. So there we go. Joe Black O three. There you go. Yeah, check him out. 
he's got some some cool stuff. You will see two of the most beautiful children you've ever seen. You get to see my my beautiful gifts. Yeah. I'm having the beautiful family. And some funny ass memes you post some. And definitely some, some, some random some memes. Yeah. Some you know. good shit. And so far my Samuel Jackson one I have to put up there. I think that's that's gonna be the the, the utmost greatest. Yeah, thing. you gotta do it. It's the Samuel Jackson from um with with the backwards Kangle on the circular glasses, yeah, and he's kind of like, at a premiere, Deep Blue Sea or something, and it's like, me, before kids. Yeah, and, then and the it's other like, one's me, like, after Black kids, Black Snake Moan, with a straggly ass, like, gray beard, the giant butt. Yeah, pretty much me. Stained you know, white beater. It, 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 yeah, if I take off this long sleeve shirt, it's me with my belly <laughs> hanging out and my fucking white beater. <laughs> White ass uh, eyes, like I just want to go to sleep. Die one or the other. Like you have a white woman chained yeah, in your apartment, exactly, which you exactly, do. Which I do. Yeah, so, you know. So. There you go. So shout out to that white woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, tons of love, man. Totally glad we could do this. We're gonna keep it rolling. We're gonna do some more of these, uh, probably once a month or so. But I just want to say one thing before anything. Say many things. I still love this dude who went to Applebee's at the fucking body and everybody. To fucking eat a two for twenty fucking dinner special, and some fucking what what they drink over there like mai tais or whatever the fuck they serve in Applebee's. I just want to say yo yo congrats to you man. I mean shit you went out with a bang. Yeah a fucking couple. Idiot. A what couple. Was wrong with you? <laughs> How drunk did you get? It's like a three drink minimum in Applebee's. I mean what the fuck did you do? Drink fucking three pina coladas. And called it a day. <laughs> minimum. Yeah, at the door, they're like, you have to be willing to drink yeah, three electric-colored drinks yeah, exactly. for it to let you in. Drink three drinks that we would serve to a 10-year-old <laughs> before anything. Oh, man. And that guy's a man. A lot of credit to him for being an idiot. So. Awful. And, and you know, it seems, uh, seems like he's doing his thing in prison. There you it's go, just, man. Uh, someone's doing his thing in guys, prison. Guys, and one, one last thing on this. We talked a lot about guns in this episode. If you've got a fucking gun, be responsible with it. For fuck's sake, use your fucking head. I mean, I know a lot of people, and I have a lot of friends who own guns. I'd like to think they're responsible with it. I think most of them are. But if you're not, or you're thinking about some dumb shit or bringing it out with you, if you don't need it, if don't fucking carry it. you're going to go out and fucking anymore. drink, leave your shit at yeah, home. Yeah, 110%. The fuck do you need it? Just logic. Be fucking smart. Be smart. <laughs> at, we're leaving you on that. Be good. Be smart. Tons of love. Real tales from the bar side. I am Matt Flynn. Thank you, Joe Black. All Thank the you, best. Sir. Mwah. Mwah, boo boo. <laughs>